outside the tank is not affiliated with Shark Tank. Welcome to Outside the Tank, the first podcast in the world that interviews the entrepreneurs featured on Shark Tank. We get the inside scoop on how they got there, what lessons they learned, their biggest regrets, what didn't air on TV, what has happened to them since, and so much more. Prepare to be informed, inspired, and entertained. Welcome to an all-new episode of Outside the Tank. Welcome to an all-new episode of Outside the Tank. I'm Tom. That's Joe. We are here. We are here to talk about Slumber Pod. Yes. And Katie and Luke, great, great people, great entrepreneurs. Uh, a product that, um, that you can, I mean, if you're going to travel, if you're going to take kids on the road, they cry, they're, they're out of their element. You know, you've got a kid. You've got a toddler, right? Yeah, we haven't really traveled much with them yet. <laughs> so this will be something that we're going to want to use. Uh, it's the Slumber Pod Privacy Tent. Now, they came into Shark Tank, <laughs> Season 11, Episode 10, so air date of January 5th of 2020. Uh, what a different world it was on yeah. January 5th of 2020. Absolutely. Uh, $400,000 is their ask in exchange for 20%. Um, they, they had done uh, over a half million dollars of sales yeah. uh, at a time of the filming. It's interesting. Robert yelled out, it's a tent. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more than a tent. Mother-daughter combination. Yeah. Uh, really, really great. The people. kid was crying. The baby. Oscar the baby. Yes. Very so, funny. So they make their pitch. Then what happens? Uh, a couple of offers. Uh, Barb offered. Uh, Mr. Wonderful wanted to get in the game with an offer. They wound up accepting, at least on the program, as we saw as an air They wound up accepting an offer uh, from Barb, 400000 at 20%, right at their ask. That's right. That's it. Okay. Let's do it. You're very uh, succinct today. <laughs> Is there something wrong? I, no, I, uh, actually, the, I think the bacon waffle slowed me down. <laughs> you ordered a bacon waffle for breakfast this morning. I it's, didn't know that was a thing. It's the most amazing thing. If you ever come to our worldwide headquarters here in Scottsdale, we'll take you to Butters. It's a bacon waffle. And so what's impressive about it is there's bacon on top of the waffle, but there's bacon inside of the waffle. And the reason I'm making <laughs> the reason I'm making fun of him for uh, being wordy is because of something someone said to him this week. <laughs> oh, come on. Someone said to him, when I ask you a yes or no question, you say so much you can write a book out of it. <laughs> You're writing a novel. Yeah. So I like to give people detail, detail. and foundation and uh, backstories. So well, anyway, I'm trying, everyone that's listening and watching, I'm trying to be more succinct. <laughs> well, we're uh, we're excited for this one. Uh, this was a great interview. Yeah, it really was. So we, and had, we had a lot of fun. What's unique is I wound up actually figuring out Lou and I worked at the same company. We we knew each other, and I was like, oh my god, it's a small world. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our interview. All right, we're here with Katie and Lou of Slumber Pod, the children's privacy tent. I have a seventh-month-old, so I, I may need to get one of these just so he sleeps because the, the kid does not sleep. He wants to hang out. He <laughs> wants to talk. He's a social butterfly like his dad. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and Katie and Lou replace dangerous forts 
with these wonderful slumber pods. They do great work and important work for mothers that are uh, basically obsessed with safety as uh, almost every And fathers mother. that want their kids to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's start at the beginning. Where does the idea for this great business come from? Well, it's really funny um, that you mentioned uh, a kid who's social like his dad, because um, the idea came from a child that had uh, FOMO or fear of missing out. When my um, oldest daughter was about a year and a half, my, uh, my husband and I went to visit my mom for the winter holidays. And we were at her house, but all the bedrooms were full with other kids because she has um, six kids and three stepchildren. And um and now grandchildren too. So we had to share a bedroom, my husband and my toddler and I, and the blinds didn't really block out the floodlights from the outside. And we were sleeping just a few feet away from her. So unlike her room at home where she slept alone in the pitch black dark really well, she could see us just a few feet away. And she kept waking up, not wanting to go back to sleep, not understanding why we were so close to her, but couldn't play with her. So we ended up leaving that trip a night early because we got two or three hours of sleep a night and were completely miserable, sleep deprived, um, having the opposite of fun. And um, my, uh, my husband and I swore off traveling for a while. And we tried to look around for something that would solve our problem, like a a wall or some kind of cover for a travel crib and we couldn't find one. So we started traveling with two cheap camera tripods and we strung a sheet in between them and we used ponytail holders or uh, twist ties to attach the sheet to the tripod. And that definitely helped for her not being able to see us. But if we went to a hotel room, we still had to turn off the light or hide in the bathroom. Um, or if she was taking a nap, um, it wasn't dark enough because some light was coming through the curtains. Um, so that, that helped, but it wasn't it. So flash forward to summer of, um, or late, late spring, 2016, I was on maternity leave with twins. My mom had recently been laid off, unfortunately from a job and she offered to stay with us and help me through maternity leave with these two new babies, which was such a blessing. And while we were spending that time together, um, we, we being people who don't like to sit still said, you know what, actually it was mom. She said, we should, we should come up with a solution for that problem that you had, because you can't be alone with that. I'm sure that parents all around the world are not enjoying traveling because of sleep deprivation and, um, and their kids being up in the night or not being able to take naps. So at that point, we got serious about um, networking. We watched every episode of Shark Tank again. We watched um, other entrepreneur shows, listened to podcasts, um, made business plans. She joined an accelerator program that summer that really um, got us going quickly. But that was all in... Um, see that was summer 2016 and then we launched our product in july 2018 on kickstarter and then a few months later um tried out for shark tank and in our first calendar year in business we did two million dollars in sales and we ended up doubling that last year we did four million dollars in sales so it's, it's been a fun journey wow all i've got to say is wow 
Yeah, you were on you were on Shark Tank really early because you had just shared your year to date sales and, and which are confusing on the television show sometimes because yeah. you don't know when you're on. And you know, I'm always trying to do the math and I'm like, well, it's, it's impossible because we just don't know when you aired. That's, so- that's exactly right. So we um, we record we tried out in February. We recorded in June. So at that point, we had done one hundred thousand dollars in sales in twenty eighteen. And then we did a little over, I think it was a little over $500,000 worth of sales um, in the first half of the year. And then we ended up doing um, close to 1.5 million in the back half of the year. And tell us about the Kickstarter. What was the experience like? How much did you want to raise? How much did you end up getting? See, I'm, I'm looking at mom since we're not in the same place. I want to make sure I'm not talking too much. Um, we, uh, we set a goal, a pretty modest goal, I think of $6,000. And um, the reason we did that was because we already had purchased the units and they were on their way. And we, um, a few things about Kickstarter um, that y'all probably know, and I imagine a lot of your listeners know, but some may not, is that if you don't reach the goal, you don't get to keep the money. So if we set a really high goal and we didn't, um, we didn't meet it, then the campaign would be over and everybody would get their money back. So we wanted to set a realistic goal, especially since we weren't needing the money to manufacture the products. They were already on their way. Um, and we ended up, we ended up hitting, what was it? $45,000. It was about nine X our goal. Um, so we sold almost all 500 of the units that we purchased through our Kickstarter campaign. And that was a, a great experience. Oh, mom, you, are your sound? Uh-oh. I'm seeing a little bit of a, maybe a technical issue on mom's part there. Um, so we, um, we sold almost all of our first 500 units through that Kickstarter campaign. And that was a great experience. We could tell that we'd hit, um, hit some kind of nerve with, um, with our target audience because moms shared it with lots of other moms. And we didn't really spend all that much on advertising leading up to the campaign. So that, that's when we knew we were onto something. So I, I, I got that you were profitable right away, possibly because you had a very limited advertising spend. And I think you mentioned on the, the show that moms were just obsessed. What, what happened there quickly? What uh, methods did you uh, ladies use to get moms sharing this with each other? See, mom, are you back online? Let's see if we can, she might be leaving and coming back. So I'll keep talking. Um, I probably talk too much, but she's used to that. Um, so we, one of the, the key strategies that we used was partnering with mom influencers on Instagram. And at first we had to pay some of them because we were a brand new brand. So they, they weren't as willing to take a chance on us just in exchange for a free product. But, um, the ones that did that we did compensate in exchange for using their platform, they talked about us not just the one contracted time, but several times, which also was a great sign for building credibility. And then it wasn't long after that that we started having influencers with pretty large followings between 20,000 and 100,000 people just asking us for a free product and said that they would talk about us in their Instagram stories. So we, we really saw a tremendous lift with that. Um, and that continues to be one of our biggest strategies for reaching, for reaching our um, target customers. And then we did some Facebook and Instagram um, advertising campaigns as well to get people to sign up for our email list and also directing people to Kickstarter. 
what do you think has been more effective? Is it the, the paid digital or the influencers? The paid um, influencers have been a much better bang for our buck. Because um, our our product, guys, is um, $164.99 um, retail. And that price is a little higher than when we went on Shark Tank because we made some enhancements. At the time of Shark Tank, um, we were selling for $149.99, I believe. Yeah. And the cost to manufacture is about $54 landed. So we could reach a lot of moms, which are mostly our target demographic, just working with one influencer for the price of one product. I mean, that's that's $54, or if you're thinking about the lost cost of not being able to sell that, you know, only $164 to get in front of thousands of moms. And there they're seeing a genuine and authentic um, example of that product in, in real life. So we think that that also has made a big, a big difference with, um, with conversion. Yeah. I think there's a great lesson there for many of, uh, our early stage entrepreneurs, our audience find that, uh, find that influencer that has that lookalike or that emulated audience and trade out product. It really, when you think about 54, $56 for that kind of exposure, that's the most efficient spend you can make, uh, out there. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. So we always like to ask, you know, you obviously aired right at the beginning of 2020. Uh, what were those first couple days like for you after the show aired? You know, it's really um, interesting that you asked that. Um, so we, we, uh, I took, I still work full time at, um, at a corporate job. My mom is full time with the business, which is, has been an incredible um, sacrifice, very generous of her to do. We have a customer service person. We all cleared our schedules. I took PTO so that we could answer the barrage of messages that we would get about our product. And it was, it was really surprising, but we really didn't have that many more questions to our customer service or to our Instagram direct messages than, than usual. So that was a little bit um, perplexing, but also there are some reasons for that, we think. So would you be curious to, to hear what we think some of the rationale is? Okay, so our original air date was in November. And we were so excited about that because it was right, uh, it would be right before Thanksgiving, um, Christmas, Hanukkah, et cetera, travel season. Well, we ended up getting pushed to January the 5th. So that's one of the major reasons that we think that we didn't have um, quite as high of sales following our uh, um, appearance because people had just finished those busy travel seasons. And they also probably had just spent a lot of money on, um, on gifts. So you're talking about a premium product that's primarily used for travel. So those pieces. And then also you um, probably remember from our, from our appearance that we had a live um, baby and mom on the show. Oscar, right? Yes, Oscar and Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was a customer that we'd never met until she flew out to LA with us. We just knew from how she talked about us on social media that she would make for a great um, spokesmodel on the show. But um, with Oscar being having some amount of stage fright or feeling overwhelmed by the experience and wondering why he's being put into the pod in front of all these lights and aquariums, 
We're not sure that that was the greatest testimonial for how well our product worked, but it also made for great TV. So the the sharks, uh, of course, oh. you, know, you were there and we're watching it, but absolutely hysterical. The sharks were rolling for those listeners that didn't see the episode. Go back and watch it. It was it was actually great TV. It was very funny, very cute, and you covered it very well. You kind of excused it away really well. Well, thank you. We we um. Uh, having been in big families, I think we're used to chaos and a, a sense of Zen comes over you sometimes in those situations. Like you get so psyched up leading into it. And then once you're there, you're like, you know, whatever happens, happens. We practice for this. You know, we've been doing this pitch in our sleep on the airplane. Um, we're we're going to be okay. But Oscar um, getting upset, that, that became the focal point of the pitch. And you know, that's that was about seven minutes edited down from over an hour. So they pick and choose what ends up in the edit. And our edit was more about the upset baby and the sharks teasing us, but then also about us as buttoned up entrepreneurs, but not a lot about the product and its benefits. So what you didn't see was us inviting Robert, since he has twins, to come get in the pod where he reacted with, wow, it's really dark in here. This is really amazing. That didn't make the final cut. Um, Lori actually got in there with him too, which was funny. And there was talk about the fabric and how soft it is and how blackout it is and how compact it gets. But the that, that didn't end up making it. So we think all those things combined meant for a little bit less impressive sales than maybe what some other companies see. But we also, of course, see huge benefits in the long tail because we have on our website, as seen on Shark Tank, we have that on our Amazon listing. So it, it still adds a tremendous amount of credibility to our product and us as co-founders. So uh, one regret of the uh, taping and eventual editing and airing is not enough description of the benefits of the product. But Still in all, you had two great offers, uh, Mr. Wonderful Kevin and Barbara. And it uh, on, on air, at least, you accepted Barbara's offer. So what can you share with us about that? Has that come together? Has it not come together? Sure. Well, we can um, share with you and your listeners that the companies that go on the show are contractually obligated to um, say that the deal goes through until a year after your season ends. So for us, I think that that will be in, when does the season end? Sometime like uh, May or June, I believe. So we'll be able to share more then, but not all deals that go through on TV go through in real life. And um, there, there you have it. So, you know, you did 2 million the first year, 4 million the second year. You said that the price nudged up just a, a little bit, $15 per unit. What else has changed in the business since the show aired? What looks differently? So that um, the biggest thing are that the biggest thing is that when we went on the show, we were strictly e-commerce. So at that point in time, we were selling on our own website and on Amazon, and that was going really well. But the sharks they ask us questions about: Are you in? Target? Are you in Walmart? And they wanted us to be, but we weren't at that point yet. But we're really excited to share that in the last, um, I guess it was over a year ago, we were, we got on with Bye Bye Baby and Bed Bath and Beyond because that's, that's one company. And then we have also added several other retailers, including um, Nordstrom, Baby List, um, 
Baby Cubby, um, Albie Baby, I don't want to forget anybody, recently Target, which is really exciting. And we are going to be launching with Pottery Barn Kids in just a couple of weeks. Wow. Now, are some of those in stores, are they all on their website, combination of the two? It's all online right now. And Target, is, oh, Strolleria is another um, is another retailer that we're partnering with. It's all online. We'll let, you, we'll let you in behind the scenes. Mom <laughs> is having some audio problems, but yeah. she's uh, adding color commentary in the chat box. So mom is still part of this in spirit and uh, through uh, the chat box. And, and Lou, <laughs> uh, we will make sure we watch that chat box. This is what happens in... Uh, big time podcasting. There are sometimes technical difficulties, but Lou, you are with us. Yeah, it's ironic because she is more, way more involved in the business, and I'm here um, being the <laughs> but mom. You rock. We love you. Um, so Strollery is another retailer, and some of our smaller retailers do have have them in store. Like Baby Cubby is an example of a of a um, small retailer that's carrying us in the store. But Target is um, talking about trying us out in some stores because we have sold really well here in just the first month of being online with them. That's awesome. I I have a quick question. I actually want to go backwards in your journey just real quickly and ask you about the prototype process, manufacturing process, how many iterations of the uh, product, anything interesting there for entrepreneurs that do manufacture products, maybe domestically or abroad? There is so much that's interesting about our journey that would be, would be interesting to share. So first and foremost, um, when we did the accelerator program this summer that we, um, that we first came up with the idea, we got hooked up with a industrial designer that was recommended to us and uh, to make a prototype. So we, at that point, were thinking we should do that design that's like, uh, you know, those discs that you put in your windshield to keep the heat from making your, keep your yeah. car getting really hot. You know yeah. how they like pop out? Here in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pop, they pop out, but they're really tough to get back in the bag. You know what I'm talking about? So we were thinking we would do a design like that that was more rectangular in shape that would go over the portable crib. And we got hooked up with this guy that came recommended. And not only did he make us a prototype that didn't work very well, the fabric was way too heavy, which made the product collapse. Um, It turned out that he had snuck into his contract terms, and there are a few lessons in this, that he was going to get 7% of our profits for uh, perpetuity um, in exchange for his product design. So um, one is that you really need to vet the vendors that you work with because some might be tricky. And we are the type that want to trust and believe everyone is going to do the right thing. Um, So we felt like we were really swindled and and sideswiped there. And secondly, is that even though it can be frustrating to think about spending money on legal advice, there are instances where it could literally cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars or maybe even millions if you're if you're not careful so um fortunately we ended up not using that design so we didn't have to 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 pay him out but that was pretty scary for a little bit there so that's one thing um and then we ended up contracting a more uh, professional uh, you know well well highly credible product development company to help us with a better prototype. And that was a really fun experience because we went in and did brain.
brainstorms and talked about the different ways that it could maybe assembled. So there was that pop-up way, but also something that's where we landed, where it's more like tent poles, aluminum tent poles that flex and end up in pockets at the end of the product. You know, at some point, we probably need to explain to people what SlumberPod is as we're jumping all around. So we, we'll, we do that on the uh, introduction. So before the oh, end, okay. we talk about the pitch and the product and right. awesome. how much we love it. Because we do. We, we, it's okay. a great idea. So everyone will have a good sense as to, to what you're describing, we promise. Okay. <laughs> um, so when we did, when we went through this product development process with a professional product development firm, they, we got to brainstorm all kinds of different formats for how the product could work and narrow those down and talk about pros and cons. And that's how we landed on the design that we have today. But they, they created a few rough prototypes for us that weren't sewn as well, but they were good enough to where my sister, so my mom's other, other daughter, used it in a hotel room for a family reunion. And we have a picture of her that we put on our Kickstarter page of her washing the dishes and packing up the hotel room with the lights on because of our product. So that early prototype, using it myself and having family members use it, helped us get additional confidence that our product would work and be helpful. What do the next 12 to 18 months look like for the business? Are you focused on distribution? Do you have some other ideas in terms of extending the product line? Where, where's your mind at as entrepreneurs? Yes. Um, so before I answer that, one other point I forgot to make was about not being perfect for launch because, you know, analysis paralysis is a real thing with entrepreneurs and you want your product to be safe. And that's something we spent a lot of time working on with um, safety consultants, but we also knew that if we didn't go ahead and launch that it might be years before we actually had, you know, sales. But um, to your question about what's coming up, um, we've had a lot of demand for a full size crib version, which is really exciting because people love our product enough that they want to use it at home, but it's, it's the best fit for travel cribs, mini cribs, toddler cots. So we're working on um, something that will allow the travel slumber pod to convert into a full size crib slumber pod. So that will be a great way to cross sell to our existing um, clients. Um, we are looking at additional colors because we do get questions sometimes about, you know, do you offer any other color options? And we're um, going to roll out an apparel line that is that we think would be it's a sleep accessory apparel item that we think would be a great complement to our slumber pod and would also be a great upsell or cross sell. So if you're shopping on our website, you could be like, oh, well, that's a really cute sleep sack. I'm going to a baby shower. You know, I should go ahead and put that in my cart too. And this particular line of sleep sacks is going to be um, different than anything else on the market, but I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> and then I, um, I forgot to mention we have a pet, we have a pet slumber pot as well. Cause we, somebody tested our product on their dog and they said, our dog loves being in this little dark cave and sleeps better at night than, than he ever has. So we use some leftover fabric to create a smaller version of the slumber pod for pets. Well, that's, that's what I wanted to ask you is how important and how much do you value customer feedback? Oh, tremendously. So we, we get a lot of, uh, so our, our customers feel like family to us. And when they send us messages, it feels like you're getting a, a note from your college friend or from your cousin or something. And we get a lot of love messages, appreciation messages. And then we also get some, you know, I would love it if, um, 
you had a full size version, or I would love if, um, you know, the, the window zipper was a little bit bigger. And one, one thing that we did hear from parents is that while they feel like our product is perfectly safe, that they wish that there was a way, um, to make it a little bit cooler inside, especially if they're in a warmer room. So one of the enhancements we rolled out was a, um, pouch, a mesh pouch where you can put a mini fan inside. So that adds even more comfort for the baby inside. And we also improved our vent panels um, by changing the design a little bit for even more airflow inside. And that was um, through a partnership with uh, Georgia Tech, which is a local college. We had an expert help us make recommendations around um, that airflow. A local college with really, really smart people. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, you're growing like crazy. Um, awesome product, new stuff coming out, getting into retail, but it can't all be sunshine and roses. So what are some of the challenges that you see um, could be personal, could be professional, um, but what are some of the challenges that, that you have and anticipate as an entrepreneur as you scale this business? Well, there, there definitely are always challenges. One is the challenge of time. You know, the, my, um, a good friend says the wolf closest to the door is often, you know, the problem you need to deal with. So a lot of days we're needing to sort through, okay, how do we get the target truck to come, come here? Because for some reason it didn't show up yesterday. So that might take a few hours to figure out. And that takes away from time that could have been dedicated to product development and innovation. Um, we also, um, you know, deal with, the long timelines from having our product manufactured overseas. And that can be a pain point any part of the year, but also around Chinese New Year, which I believe is still happening now, um, your factory is gonna be out of pocket. So if you run out of inventory, you're, you're gonna be SOL for a while. And that happened to us a few times last year where demand far exceeded our projections. And that happens with a new product sometimes. You don't know how much to buy. You don't want to buy too much. You don't want to buy too little. So we had several times last year where we were out of stock for weeks and we were getting messages from customers saying, I'm in dire need of your product. Do you have any tucked away somewhere? Please, can you send us one? And it was really hard to have to say in a lot of instances, we wish we could help you, but we're, we're out. One of the problems that uh, Lou mentioned in the chat that you're facing right now is uh, growing the team. What pieces of the team uh, are you seeking out to, to add? Sure. So we've used part-time marketing help for the last two years or so, and recently decided that we need to upgrade to a full-time position. So we're thrilled that someone great just accepted that role and they will have plenty to do from affiliate marketing to influencer marketing, to customer emails, to uh, figuring out giveaways um, plenty, plenty for them to do. So we're excited about that. Well, that's and, a bit of a full-time job, huh? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, we also were looking at hiring a brand manager that could focus on innovation and, and, um, doing more of the day-to-day -day with our product lines. Um, we prided ourselves on being a lean team because that's one of the things that makes us profitable, but we're also realizing that sometimes you have to invest to grow. Well, you know, it kind of leads into my next question, which is what have you and, and Lou learned um, that would be valuable to share with other entrepreneurs? I mean, you, you kind of fell into this by accident. 
but you're having tremendous success. You're balancing family and work obligations and a partnership with a parent. So there's a lot of moving pieces here and, I, and I'm sure there's a ton of lessons, but what are some less lessons that emerge in your mind that, that you think would be interesting to share with our listeners? One thing that immediately comes to mind while mom takes some time to think about what would be good to cover and shares that in the chat is that we really feel like our marketing experience, because my mom is a marketer, that's what her career was based in. And I do journalism, which is a form of marketing. Um, you have to know your custom, your, excuse me, you have to know your audience in order to do effective communications. We really think that our foundations in marketing have propelled us to success. So for, for entrepreneurs that feel really nervous about marketing and maybe they are, they lean in more to the technical aspects of their business or the innovation parts of their business, I would encourage them to, um, to invest in marketing, whether that's bringing somebody um, onto the team that's an expert there or working with a scrappy agency that can help because you may have a great product, but if you don't know how to reach your customer, you can't um, share value propositions that uh, resonate with your customer, you're not going to get very far. So that's a big one. Um, another one is uh, all, all the relationships that we built. So we're, we really have found a lot of value in having a village of other entrepreneurs so that we're not trying to solve every problem ourselves. We actually helped start a group called Four Parents by Parents on Facebook, and there are more than 30 juvenile product entrepreneurs in there. And it's a really active group where we ask about drop shipping best practices, EDI platforms that connect us to retailers, um, what influencers might be good partners for us. And it, it's really been amazing to see the support that we've gotten and that's in that group, but also beyond. Um, I would encourage your listeners to try reaching out to people that they admire because you don't know what you're going to hear back in, unless you ask. We contacted, I think more than 10 Shark Tank entrepreneurs and not a one of them turned us down for an hour long phone call. They didn't charge us anything. Um, they shared advice with us out of the goodness of their heart. And that's something that we're trying to do ourselves. Um, not that we know everything, but the further we get into the journey, we want to give back as well. So well, that's. I was going to say, it's such a great lesson because, you know, you just have to ask. And because of LinkedIn, because emails are easier to find, heck, right now, because people are behind their computer a little bit more it's not that hard if you're polite and, and have good intentions to talk to people and you treat them nice. You appreciate their time. It's no yeah. different than you guys joining us on here. And we, we still appreciate that. But you know, if you're nice and genuine, it's, it's amazing who you can talk to, but you have to ask, you can't just right. waiting for people to crowd your inbox. <laughs> right. And you do have to send a thank you note. Cause that's one thing that is crazy that a third of the time we never hear from that person again, not like a here's, Here's uh, what, what we appreciate about the conversation and here's what I take away. So we try and be, be very vocal about our appreciation when people share their time with us. So no, that's one, more, one more lesson from Lou in the chat box and it speaks to the uh, manufacturing prototype um, process you guys went through. She said, don't let perfection or perfectionism get in the way of getting started and launching, which I think is a phenomenal lesson. So thanks for that, Lou. Yes, absolutely. 
absolutely. But there, there are lessons all the time. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that we don't learn something and go, oh, yeah, we should have thought about that. By the way, I think it's amazing that uh, you're so into and so um, appreciative of peer advisory that, you know, that's something that we love as well. We think it's so cool that you found a group. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, another thing is, you know, conversations like this will uh, refill your tank because you get re-reminded why you're doing what you're doing. So I think it's important that everybody find, you know, a way to recharge their batteries, whether it's an interview like this one or listening to an episode of The Pitch or reading Entrepreneur Magazine, because there are certain activities, especially on a bad day, that are going to lift you up and give you that creativity that you need so that you're not wallowing in um, the frustrations of the day. Yeah, you got to immerse yourself in this stuff. And I mean, it can be Shark Tank, it can be The Profit, some of the stuff you mentioned, the podcast, but you just got to, I mean, we have these conversations and we're excited and motivated because of them. And so it's so important to do that. Yeah, Lou's saying the batteries get recharged. Uh, it's great helping other people. And it really is. And, and most entrepreneurs have figured out very quickly that it's a very lonely place and not a lot of people get you. And so it's important to reach out to others. And while you're helping them, you know, it's helping you. It's, it's filling your soul too. Two very quick, two very quick questions. Uh, first of all, where can... Where's the best place for people to check out and purchase SlumberPod? And then how can they follow you on social media? Great question. So our, um, we would love for people to purchase on our website where our margins are best. So that's um, www.slumberpod.com. Um, and then slumberpod-pet.com for our pet product. But you could also find our pet product on our main website. And we would love to create a $20 off discount code for your um, growth 10 listeners if you're up for that so let me know what what discount code you'd like we could call it growth 1020 or you you tell us and we'll make sure to distribute it or just tell us right now so it's on air and then we'll jot okay. it down as well let's do growth 1020 growth 1020 so go to their website slumberpod.com there's three w's in front of that okay. uh, and the code is growth 1020 and that'll get you a nice discount off these great products. And I, I'm thinking about, well, there's two uses I have. Number one is my seventh month old. And then I'm thinking if I put one of these over Joe's desk, he might leave me alone a little bit. <laughs> he, might, he might be sleeping on the job. So you'll have to decide if that's important to you. you know, it, it, at I'm his 60, age, he dozes off every I'm afternoon. I'm 60 years so. old, so I need a nap at uh, two o'clock. And Lou also says in the chat box, U.S. and Canada, so yes. our friends from the frozen north get this. Uh, yes, and um, Australia through a partnership with Cool Kids, and we also ship uh, through our website to Singapore, Japan, and Malaysia. All right, am I? Am I okay? China too. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. You guys are the best. We we so appreciate you. We appreciate the discount for all the listeners and uh, support these great women as they continue to grow this business. And I'm guessing are going to come up with a whole bunch of other cool stuff Absolutely. over the, the coming you guys, years. Two million, four million, eight million is next. Let's hope so. Well, thank you so much for having us on, and thank you for all you're doing for the entrepreneur community. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. 
All right, we're back with our post game, as always. I love post game. We break down the interviews. What did we learn? What are the great action items that entrepreneurs can take and implement in their business? Nuggets. Joe, what'd you have? I have three things. Okay. Um, uh, first, I thought it was great comment that was uh, made by these two great entrepreneurial women. They said, "Don't let perfection get in the way." of your launch. And how many times do we see that happen? How many times do we <laughs> fall prey to that, trying to get everything just perfect? Well, here's, right. here's the interesting part about that, is the entrepreneurs that say, I need everything to be absolutely perfect before they launch. Uh, here's the problem with that. What they think is perfect isn't perfect. <laughs> it's There's all kinds of things wrong. You have no idea. If, so, if your market uh, will buy that, will you have no idea until you try something. Oh, so I need to get this product perfect before we go to market. Well, what you think is perfect actually isn't perfect. Therefore, get something out there that's good, that's solid, and then quickly learn, adapt, pivot, tweak the product. We had someone on, and I can't remember who it was, but I know we've heard this a few times, and said something like, Oh, this is our 33rd iteration of the product. <laughs> and it's a great product, but they're continuing to make it better. So do not wait for perfect because perfect does not exist. And what you think in your mind is the perfect product or service or whatever it is that you're trying to create actually isn't. So why are you wasting all your time? Perfection is a great enemy to a lot of entrepreneurs. It really stops them from learning about their business. The only way you learn is to get a product or service or offering out there and to listen mm -hmm. to your client. The second thing is they mentioned that they had a very, very lean team until they couldn't be lean anymore. And we like that. We like uh, not overextending, not spending money on the trappings of success when you're a young business. So a lean team until you can't be lean anymore. Yep. Yeah. And the third was, uh, that they're very, very big on peer advisory. And we love that because we're in the peer advisory business with uh, Growth 10. But they really try to surround themselves with people uh, that could help them and could give them great and unfiltered uh, input and advice and feedback because those people uh, are also entrepreneurs in the trenches, experience many of the things that uh, they were experiencing. And uh, one thing I'll add to that is all of those entrepreneurs had kid products. Yeah. And so what's cool about that is now not only am I just talking to other entrepreneurs, but I'm in a group and a trusted circle with other entrepreneurs that are in the same industry or space as me. So we can share best practices and what we're seeing and manufacturing tips and great marketing tactics. And maybe there's opportunities to do some co-marketing. So it's really important not just to find entrepreneurs, but find ones that are going through some of the same issues and challenges as you. Yeah, their issues are the same. Their uh, lessons that are very fresh in their mind. Yep. A couple other things I had, uh, it was said ideas are everywhere. And they are. Yeah. You know, uh, look around. What are you know, some of these great uh, entrepreneurs that we've spoken to that have been on Shark Tank? They just come up with these ideas out of necessity. They're all around us. And then it becomes, well, how in the heck did this not exist already? And so I love that. Um, you know, going into business with a parent, what a, what a cool thing that was. Uh, they use paid influencers. So do you have a product or service where people could be influential in sharing it with them? So they're sending out $54 samples. That's their cost. Okay. Well, if someone broadcasts it to 10,000 uh, mothers, 
well, what's that worth? It's worth a lot more yeah. than 54. And even if you sent 100 of those out and 95 of them threw them in the trash, the five that posted it on Instagram and said, this thing's actually really, really cool, that's worth it. Yeah, so just one influencer could help your product or service or offering go viral. Yep. Uh, vetting your vendors, you know, they actually had someone try to take a 7% royalty from them. And so you got to read the fine print. You got to work with the right vendors. And you talk about the importance of being in a peer group and being around other entrepreneurs. It's a lot easier to go to your community of entrepreneurs and say, hey, I'm looking for someone that can help with this and get connected to someone that's trustworthy and has integrity that someone else that you're connected to has used versus, um, yeah, let me just Google and see what happens. You know, you're, you're talking to contractors right now. You'd rather work with somebody you know that came referred to you than someone that you've never met before and you don't know if they have integrity and they do quality work. So very important there. Um, and then, you know, the last thing I had that, that was an exact quote was I wrote this down, reach out to people you admire. You know, so if there's someone you want to talk to or someone you want to be mentored by, I know you and I were talking yesterday about a very specific need we're looking to fill within Growth 10 within our organization. And I said, well, I'll just reach out to them. Just shoot them a message on LinkedIn and see if they'll take our call because it never hurts to ask. And so I think that's really important as well. Uh, they were kind enough to leave us a discount code. So for anyone that is uh, interested in getting the SlumberPod privacy tent, uh, go to their website and you can use discount code GROWTH1020. GROWTH1020. Uh, there's a nice little discount there and uh, very generous of them. And I, I think it's great. I don't have uh, an, an infant or a toddler, but I'm going to order one just to get away from you. I'll crawl up in the tent. I'm going to bring it into the office just so I could get a, maybe take a nap at 2 p.m. in the afternoon after the carbs kick in. See, and ironically, <laughs> I would, see, ironically, I was going to end this by saying that your wife should get one and put you in it when you guys go on vacation. Uh, so, you know, keep her distance. Uh, yeah. Anyway, great. Uh, uh, Kate and Lou, great ladies, great entrepreneurs. We're so pleased to have on the show. Really fun episode. As always, if you like what you're listening to, uh, follow us on social media. Join in on the conversation. Or sure if, you're, if you're a hardcore entrepreneur, talk to us about joining a Growth 10 tribe. It'll, it'll change your life. It'll change your career. And coming up soon, our book's getting released. Any day now. Could be. By the time you're listening, it might be out there. But as always, we like to make this offer. If you want to read our book, or listen to the audio, just go to OutsideTheTank.com, sign up, you'll get a free copy. You'll get the electronic version, you get the audio version. We wrote the book so that entrepreneurs could learn about the biggest mistakes that other entrepreneurs make, how to avoid them, how to scale your business faster, and make your dream become a reality. Step around those landmines, scale faster. Yep. Go get a free book. All Thanks, right. everybody. We'll see you next week on an all-new episode of Outside the Tank.